0: You are listening to The Ace, Alex Cardinale Entertainment Network, with your host, the crazy Alex Cardinale, from Springfield, Massachusetts. You can expect the unexpected on The Ace Network. Now, on to today's show. You are listening to The Alex Cardinale Show here on Ace Network. The Alex Cardinelli Show is a talk show that will talk about anything and everything from WWE wrestling, to movie reviews, to politics, to even current news and events. You will get your entertainment and do the same. Alex Cardinelli promises to deliver a quality talk show that you will enjoy. Alex will share topics you want to hear with the young man's point of view. So, what do you have to say? Do you, the listener, want a piece of the action? We'll get in on the action by calling into the talk show at 1-347-989-8142. Are you ready for a fun talk show? Then let's get on to Alex Cardinelli, who is live right now at Ace Network Studios. Take it away, Alex.
1: Cardinelli show here live on the Ace Network. I'm your host, the controversial Alex Cardinelli. Thank you very much for tuning into the show today. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to the Ace Network here on Blog Talk Radio, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Now, I've got an interesting topic tonight here on the ACE Network, because tonight I'm going to be talking about a controversial topic that many people might have different opinions on, but I'm very eager to talk about it. So today, I'm going to be talking about problems in the world today. Now... Growing up back in the late 90s, the world was a better place than what it is now, because the world did not have as many problems as it has now. But what exactly are the problems in the world now? I'm going to talk about that tonight on the ACE Network Right here on the Alice Cardinelli show. So I know a lot of you are definitely going to enjoy this show. And I'm the right person to do it because I'm Mr. Controversy. I love controversy and I love talking about controversial topics. So I'm definitely going to enjoy this show. Now, everything I mentioned today is my opinion with plenty of facts. Backing it up. Yes, that's right. Everything I mentioned today is simply my opinion, but I have done hours upon hours of research with plenty of facts to back up my opinion. So, what exactly are we going to be talking about today? Because there are a lot of problems in the world. So, here is the show agenda for today's show. I'm going to be discussing the following issues: substance abuse. Are people abusing drugs and alcohol today? Are drugs and alcohol to blame for some of the recent troubles? I'm also going to talk about violence. Why is violence on the increase? Why are people more eager to shoot a gun? Should guns be banned? I'll answer that later on in the show. And then I'll talk about gay rights. Why do people feel... Gay should not have rights like a straight person should have. We'll talk about that today on the show because that's been a controversial topic for the last year and a half now. And finally, we'll talk about the economy. The economy has been our biggest problem in the world for quite a number of years now. Why is everything about money? And we'll also talk about some other things that is wrong with the world today, including the Internet and things of that nature. So this is going to be a great show because I get to say whatever I want on my show, and I will teach you guys the problems of the world right here, right now, on the Alex Cardinelli Show. Now, you guys can call in at one 1- one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two to join the show now i know you guys are going to have your own set opinions on this matter so i want you guys to call in and express it what are your guys thoughts on substance abuse what are your guys' thoughts on violence? What are your guys' thoughts on gay rights? What are your guys' thoughts on the economy? What do you guys think is wrong with the world today? Go ahead and call in one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and I'd love to answer your calls. That again is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Now, if for some reason you can't call in because you're not near a phone, or you can't call in because you don't have a phone, then you can tweet me your thoughts on the problems in the world today. So just tweet to at AlexCardinelli1, capital A and Alex and capital C and Cardinelli, and I will uh, respond to your tweet on Twitter. So um interested in hearing back from my listeners of today's show. What is your guys' thoughts on the problems of the world? I want to hear from you, so please make sure to write your responses in the chat room or call in or post on Twitter because you guys uh, have a voice as well, and I want to hear your voice as well. All right, so I think I'm going to pretty much go ahead and get started because I've got a lot to discuss tonight. So I will start by discussing substance abuse. First off, let's ask ourselves, what is substance abuse? Substance abuse is an overindulgence in or dependence on an addictive substance, especially alcohol or drugs once the person starts taking alcohol or drugs they're gonna get addicted, even more addicted and it's gonna become a thing they do every single day of their life. To some degree it may become a very important thing in their life, like they'll use it as an excuse because they say, Oh, I have to eat so I have to drink with my meal So it really is um sad that so many people get addicted to drugs and alcohol, and then they start abusing it, and it causes a lot of dangerous reactions and such. Now, substance abuse refers to the harmful or hazardous use of psychoactive substances, including alcohol and illicit drugs. Psychoactive substance use can lead to dependency syndrome, a cluster of behavioral cognitive and psychological phenomenon that develop after repeated substance use and that typically include a strong desire to take the drug, difficulties in controlling its use, persisting in its use despite harmful consequences, a higher priority given to the drug use than to other activities and obligations, increased tolerance, and sometimes a physical withdrawal state. Yes, and these are all the things that can happen when someone gets addicted to drugs and or alcohol. Or sometimes even worse A really, really bad druggie and a really, really bad alcoholic will become addicted to both drugs and alcohol, and basically it's a recipe for disaster because this person is going to become violent later on or even commit their own suicide not knowing it. Or maybe sometimes if they're a severe druggie and a severe alcoholic, they know they're going to kill themselves by smoking and uh, mixing alcohol with drugs. So it really is a sad thing nowadays. It's always been a sad thing. It's never nothing new. It's been going on for many, many years, but it's really popping up in its popularity in recent years. Now, what are the most common substances people abuse? Well, obviously, the first one is alcohol. This would include things like beer, gin, rum, vodka, and hard liquor. Some of the most extreme alcoholics will even drink gasoline, and I'm talking about the extreme alcoholics. There are some really extreme drinkers out there. Luckily, I've never met one. Next, we've got illegal drugs, which would be marijuana, weed, heroin, crack, etc. I'm not a druggie, so I don't know all the drugs that are out there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of them out there, but I've never smoked any illegal drugs, or I've never done any illegal drugs, so I wouldn't know. I'm not a druggie. And the next substance abuse would be pills. Now, oxycodone is the major pill popper pill that people use. A lot of the pill poppers out there love oxycodone, all right? <laughs> it is kind of funny that I had to it like that, but it's true. So what is the problem with substance abuse in the world, you ask? Well, people who drink or do drugs or pop pills will become addicted and will do nothing but drink or smoke or pop pills. Now, this can lead to many things. It can lead to violence. People who are drunk or high cannot think straight and do not make clear choices and often are very nervous and they get angry at any little thing and then they have to resort to violence. Yes, it is true, when someone is high or when someone is drunk, they're going to resort to violence over any little thing. It could be like a small argument. The next thing you know, they're fighting. A lot of the fights that happen here in the United States, usually, nine times out of ten, someone is drunk or someone is high. But, of course, that does not happen with um, kid fights like in school. But I'm talking about the adult fights. But nowadays, kids are getting drunk and getting high now, too, which is a big problem because kids get drugs from their parents. Next. The uh, next thing, uh, being a substance abuser or a drunk or an alcoholic or a pill popper, whatever you want to call it, is broken relationships. That's right, because if you're married to someone that is abusing drugs, pills, or alcohol, you're not going to be able to stand that person much longer. Because every night you're coming home from work, either drunk or high, or they're doing their bad habits again, and you're probably going to get sick of it after a while. I know if I was married to a woman that was a pill popper or was a drunk or was an alcoholic or was a uh, druggie, she wouldn't be in my house much longer because I would never tolerate anything of that nature. But yes, that can lead to uh, broken relationships. It can also lead to sexual problems because when people are drunk or when they're high, they usually are very horny, and it's going to lead to stupid things because they're going to have unprotected sex with many people that they would never have sex with if they were sober. We'll talk about that a little later on in the show. And finally, when someone is drunk, they're going to be lazy. They're not going to want to work, and they're going to lose work because if you don't want to work, you get fired. If you have a job. Now, I am not saying you should not drink or smoke because, matter of fact, I'm talking about the severe drinkers and the severe pot smokers, and I'm talking about the severe people who use drugs, alcohol every single day of their lives like it's the only thing they have going on for them. I'm not talking about people out there who have a beer every now and then. That's fine. I'm talking about people that use this every single day of their lives, and people that don't have jobs or the people that don't have anything going on in their lives but alcohol, drugs, and pills. That's who I'm talking about on today's show just to clarify things. For those of you who smoke, who drink and smoke on uh, moderation, that's fine because I drink on moderation as well. I only drink on occasion. All right, so now I am not telling you guys that you should not drink or smoke because it's fine on moderation. I drink Mike's Hard Lemonade in a couple of beers on occasion. Now I'm talking about people who drink and smoke each and every day starting at 10 a.m. in the morning, like it's their paid job. All right, now let's talk about... Uh, The next problem, substance abuse could cause. Drinking and smoking too much can lead to an early death, and I think that's beyond obvious at this point. I see people posting pictures and videos of them smoking blunts and injecting, injecting themselves with heroin on Facebook, and I'm like, what the fuck? I instantly unfriend them. People think it's commonplace to smoke, drink, and do drugs now and share it on their social media accounts. Now, I'm not saying you can't drink, smoke, or do drugs. I'm saying you can, but keep it in your personal life. Don't share it everywhere on the Internet because everyone's going to see it. If you're applying for a job and they look at your Facebook, they're going to say, oh, my God, holy shit, should I hire this person? Knowing that this person smokes, knowing that this person drinks, knowing this person does illegal drugs, I would never want to hire a person that I've seen uh, posting those kind of stuff on social media. And I'm pretty sure people that own businesses would never want to hire someone like that. So definitely it's something that I always tell my friends. On Facebook, I don't ever want to see any of that kind of stuff on Facebook because if they're going to apply for a job, it's going to look bad on them. And if someone is applying for a job, they want to do the best they can to get a job. All right, so let's learn the dangers of alcoholism. Now, I'll talk about drugs later on in the show, but right now I want to talk about alcoholism. These effects can make people more likely to have sex that they later regretted to get injured in road accidents, for example, or a fight because the drunk person was too stupid to realize that the person he was fighting was very tall and very muscular and very strong. (laughs) That is kind of funny to see it happen, though. Um, They are more likely to get into arguments or fights or become more vulnerable to attacks. And people who are drunk under alcoholism take other personal risk, drug-taking, for example, that they wouldn't do when they're sober. All right? So that is the dangers of alcoholism. Now, a lot of bad things happen when someone is drunk constantly every day. Sex while it's drunk. Young women talk about the risk involved in having sex when they had been drinking alcohol. This could include having sex without a condom, having sex with a complete stranger, and or group sex that they later regretted. And it really is sad because a lot of times when we're drunk, we don't think straight, and usually we're very horny when we are drunk. Now, of course, getting injured when we're drunk, I'm going to explain that in depth now. Under the influence of alcohol or drugs, people can lose or reduce their balance, awareness, and judgment. Roads can be particularly dangerous for people who have been drinking or are high. Someone got ringed over after going out drinking on their 18th birthday is an example of what can happen if you drive drunk. Getting attacked or fighting while drunk. Young people were concerned that being extremely drunk could make them likely to become the target of an attack or mugging. The danger of getting into a fight or having to deal with other people's aggressive behavior was mentioned by several young people that I talked to about alcoholism and drugs and uh, alcohol drinks. Now, women are particularly aware of the risk of being sexually assaulted when they were drunk. Some of the girls that I've seen during my research had been assaulted themselves. Now, other risk of uh, alcoholism. One of the other consequences of drinking is that people can lose their judgment about how much alcohol and drugs they can handle. All right. So now I want to offer my thoughts on drug dealers and the problems they're causing in the world today. But first, I have my personal story that I'm going to uh, share with you guys right here, right now, on the Alice Cardinale Show on Ace Network. So I actually have... Uh, drug dealers living right next, right across the street from me, and they've been dealing drugs for numerous years on my street. And actually, it does not bother me that much, because as long as they don't bother me, then I don't bother them. But that's not my point that I'm trying to uh, make out to you. Um, drug dealers cause a lot of problems on your street, because when someone finds out that there is a drug dealer living on your street, the value of that house instantly goes down because not too many people want to live near a drug dealer. Now, obvious signs that you've got drug dealers would obviously be people um, out in the middle of night, like, let's say, 2 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m. in the morning, whatever, and things of that nature. But believe it or not, drug dealers actually cause a lot of problems. Like, for example, back in January, um, one of their pit bulls attacked my little wapsu-wapsu named Boomer, and basically they got away from that scot-free. So it is my belief that some drug dealers are actually good friends with some cops, but that is just my personal opinion on that matter, because it's a long story and I don't really have time to share all the details with you guys here on today's show. But I personally don't like drug dealers, never have, never will. And I think um, we should put an end to drug dealers somehow or some way. But that's just my um, opinion. So now let's talk about the problems that drug dealers cause. Real estate values go down whenever drug dealers move into a neighborhood House value drops quite a bit if the appraisers find out about this fact when they are appraising home in a drug dealer-infested neighborhood. And most often, people will change their minds about buying the house, or excuse me, people will change their minds about buying the house, making the house hard to sell. Now, in the 1960s, as drugs became symbols of youthful rebellion, social upheaval, and political dissent, the government halted scientific research to evaluate their medical safety and efficiency. Then in June of 1971, President Nixon declared a war on drugs. He dramatically increased the size and presence of federal drug control agencies and pushed through measures such as mandatory sentencing, and no-knock warrants. Nixon temporarily placed marijuana in Schedule One, the most restrictive category of drugs, pending review by a commission he appointed led by Republican Pennsylvania Governor Raymond Schaffer. In 1972, the Commission unanimously recommended decriminalizing the possession and distribution of marijuana for personal use, but Nixon ignored the report and rejected its recommendations. Between 1973 and 1977, however, 11 states decriminalized marijuana possession. In January 1977, President Jimmy Carter was inaugurated on a campaign platform that included marijuana decriminalization. In October 1977, the Senate Judiciary Committee voted to decriminalize possession of up to an ounce of marijuana for personal use. Within just a few years, though, the tide has shifted. Proposals to decriminalize marijuana were abandoned as parents became increasingly concerned about high rates of teen marijuana use. Marijuana was ultimately caught up in a broader cultural backlash against the perceived permissiveness of the 1970s. In the 1980s and the 90s, with drug hysteria and the skyrocketing incarceration rates, The then-president, Ronald Reagan, marked the start of this long period of skyrocketing rates of incarceration, largely thanks to his unprecedented expansion of the drug war. Now, the number of people behind bars for nonviolent drug law offenses increased from 50,000 in 1980 to over 400,000, By 1997, illicit drugs dubbed crack, a smokable version of cocaine, Nancy Reagan, the wife of President Ronald Reagan, shortly after he took office in 1981, began a highly publicized anti-drug campaign, coining the slogan, Just Say No. Bill Clinton advocated for treatment instead of incarceration during his 1992 presidential campaign. After his first few months in the White House, he reverted to the drug war strategies of his Republican predecessors by continuing to escalate the drug war. Notoriously, Clinton rejected a U.S. sentencing commission recommendation to eliminate the disparity between crack and powder cocaine sentences. He also rejected, with the encouragement of Drug Cesar General Barry McGrathie, Health Secretary Donna Shala's advice to end the federal ban on funding for syringe access programs. Yet, a month before leaving office, Clinton asserted in a Rolling Stone interview that we really need a reexamination of our entire policy on imprisonment of people who use drugs and said that marijuana use should be decriminalized. Now, at the height... Of the drug war hysteria in the late 1980s and early 1990s, a movement emerged seeking a new approach to drug policy. In 1987, Arnold Trebek and Kevin Zeiss founded the Drug Policy Foundation, describing it as the loyal opposition to the war on drugs. Prominent conservatives, such as William Buckley and Milton Fredman, had long advocated for ending drug pro- pro- prohibition, as had several libertarians, such as longtime ACLU executive director Ira Glasser. In the late 1980s, they were joined by Baltimore Mayor Kurt Schumuk, Federal Judge Robert Sweet, Princeton pro- uh, producer Ethan Nettleman and other activist, scholars, and policymakers. In 1994, Nettleman founded the Lynn Smith Center as the first U.S. project of George Soros Open Society Institute. In 2000, the growing center merged with the Drug Policy Foundation to create the Drug Policy Alliance. And um, that was pretty cool, in my opinion. Okay, now when President George W. Bush arrived in the White House, the drug war was running out of steam. However, he he allotted more money than ever to it. His drug, Caesar John Walters, zealously focused on marijuana and launched a major campaign to promote student drug testing. While rates of illicit drug use remained constant, overdose. Fatalities rose rapidly. The era of George W. Bush also witnessed the rapid escalation of the militarization of domestic drug law enforcement. By the end of Bush's term, there were about 40,000 paramilitary style SWAT raids on Americans every year, mostly for nonviolent drug law offenses, often misdemeanors. While federal reform Mostly stalled under Bush, state-level reforms finally began to slow the growth of the drug war. So here is where drugs now cause problems in the world. Nowadays, politicians routinely admit to having used marijuana and even cocaine when they were younger. When Michael Bloomberg was questioned during his 2001 mayoral campaign about whether he had used marijuana, he said, "You bet I did and I enjoyed it." Now, here's the funny one. This is our president, this is why our president is so messed up. Barack Obama also candidly discussed his prior cocaine and marijuana use. "When I was a kid, I inhaled frequently. That was the point." So that explains why President Obama sucks. (laughs) Even the current president used to be a druggie, a user. All right. Now, I will go on to say the assault on um, American citizens, however, has persisted. Bloomberg oversaw a higher rate of low-level marijuana arrest than any mayor in New York City history. And Obama... Advocating for reforms such as reducing the crack powder sentencing disparity, ending the ban on federal funding for syringe access programs, and supporting state medical marijuana laws has yet to shift drug control funding to a health-based approach. All right, now let's talk about problems of drugs now. Now some of these kids' parents out there, yes kids are doing drugs now. But it's not really their fault. We can't really blame it on the kids because some of their parents are drug dealers. Now, we've got young 12-year-olds. We've got young 14-year-olds doing drugs. And back in the day when I was growing up, it was very unheard of to see a 12-year-old smoking a blunt on Facebook or even in uh, public. It really is sad how drugs are affecting today's world. Uh, I mean, a lot of the shootings and all the attacks that are going on, um, most of the attackers have been found to either be high or drunk. And as I said earlier, um, when you're either high or drunk, you have the option of being very violent, the unfortunate option of being very violent because you're not thinking right. So, yes, drugs, alcohol, and substance abuse is a huge problem in the world today. Because more and more people are abusing drugs, more and more people are abusing alcohol and things of that nature. And I wish it would, would decrease. Hopefully, it will decrease um, in the future. But what we need for it to decrease is stricter laws on marijuana, stricter laws on all the drugs out there. Um, I honestly think we should not legalize it. Because if we do, more and more people are going to lie about some illnesses and get high off of marijuana and freeload off the system again. But hey, that's just my opinion. And yes, I know um, marijuana is legalized in several states already. So I'll just keep my mouth shut about that because it is going to cause problems in the world. And when it does cause problems in the world, you can say, hey, Alex told us it's going to cause problems in the world. But That's just my opinion. So, yes, substance abuse is one huge problem in the world today. Between drugs and alcohol and people abusing it, getting welfare, selling food stamp cards, and not working, it may look like the United States of America has no future. Yes, that's right. These people that are selling or buying drugs or popping drugs, smoking drugs or drinking alcohol, are getting welfare, selling food stamp cards, and are not working citizens, so um, it really is sad, but again, that's just my opinion. All right, so that was the first thing that I believe is wrong with the world today. Okay, now let's move on. Let's talk about violence, because violence is a huge problem in the world today. We've seen innocent children get shot in their school. We've seen innocent people get shot in a movie theater. We've seen fights on YouTube, fights on Facebook, etc. What is with people using guns, starting fights, etc.? Man, I think violence is the worst possible thing to ever resort to. Because if you can't solve problems like a human being, and you have to resort to violence, in my opinion, that makes you a coward, all right? If you have to resort to violence, you are not a tough guy. You are a coward, in my opinion. Um, I believe you should never, ever have to resort to violence unless it is in self-defense. For example, if someone is hitting you first, then you have all rights to fight back. I'm talking about starting a fight with someone for no reason because you want to show off how cool you are to your friends or how tough you are to your friends or just shooting someone for no reason at all. All right, violence is a huge problem in the world today. All right, now what is violence? Well, violence is a behavior or treatment in which physical force is exorated for the purpose of causing damage Or injury. What can be used to inflict violence? Well of course use your fist, the throw punches. Now some sick cowards will use weapons in a fight and they would use knives, guns, bats, and other weapons like um, nightsticks and other heavy and dangerous weapons. Now, what are the types of violence? There are nine distinctive forms of violence and abuse. Physical violence, sexual violence, emotional violence, psychological violence, spiritual violence, cultural violence, verbal abuse, and financial abuse, and neglect. Now I'm going to describe all these types of violence and abuse. Physical violence. Physical violence occurs when someone uses a part of the body or an object to control a person's actions. Physical violence includes, but is not limited to, using physical force which results in pain, discomfort, or itching or injury. All right. Hitting, pinching, hair pulling, arm twisting, strangling, burning, stabbing, punching, pushing, shooting slapping, beating, shoving, kicking, choking, biting, force-feeding, or any other rough treatment or physical abuse, assault with a weapon or other object, threat with a weapon or object, or deliberate exposure to severe weather or inappropriate room temperatures and murder. Those are all signs of physical violence. Medication abuse, inappropriate use of medication, including withholding medication, not complying with prescription instructions, and over or under medications, restraints, abuse, forcible confinement, excessive, unwarranted, or unnecessary use of physical restraints, forcing a person to remain in bed, or unwarranted warranted use of Medication to control a person and tying a person to a bed or to a chair is what is a physical abuse or physical violence. Now let's talk about sexual violence. Sexual violence occurs when a person is forced to unwillingly take part in sexual activity. Sexual violence includes but is not limited to touching in a sexual manner without consent. Example, kissing, grabbing, or fondling private parts. Forced sexual intercourse. Forcing a person to perform sexual acts that may be degrading or painful. Beating sexual parts of the body. Forcing a person to view pornographic material. Forcing participation in uh, pornographic filming. Using a weapon to force compliance making unwelcome sexual comments or jokes, withholding sexual affection, denial of a person's sexuality or privacy, denial of sexual information education, humiliating, criticizing or trying to control a person's sexuality, forced prostitution, unfounded allegations of promiscuity and or infidelity and Purposefully exposing the person to HIV, AIDS, or other sexually transmitted infections. And yes, in this sick world today, many people who have these sexually transmitted diseases will have sex purposely with someone to get them sick as well. It is fucking sickening what these people can do. And that is sexual violence. Now let's get into emotional violence. Emotional violence occurs when someone says or does something to make a person feel stupid or worthless. Emotional violence includes but is not limited to name-calling, blaming all relationship problems on the person, using the silent treatment, not allowing a person to have contact with family and friends, destroying possessions, jealousy, humiliating or making fun of the person, Intimidating the person, causing fear to gain control Yes, that is very, very popular way to to do a uh, emotional violence Treat, uh, Threatening to hurt oneself, the person does not cooperate Threatening to abandon the person And threatening to have the person deported if they're an immigrant Also, emotional violence could be bullying as well Then we've got psychological violence Psychological violence occurs when someone uses threats and causes fear in a person to gain control. Now, psychological violence includes, but it's not limited to, threatening to harm the person or her or his family if she or he leaves, threatening to harm oneself, threats of violence, threats of abandonment, stalking slash criminal harassment, destruction of personal property, verbal aggression, isolating the person, not allowing access to a telephone, not allowing a competent person to make decisions, inappropriately controlling the person's activities, treating a person like a child or a servant, withholding compassion or affection, use of undue pressure to sign legal documents, not seek legal assistance or advice, move out of the home, make or change a legal will or beneficiary, make or change a advanced health care directive, give money or other possessions to relatives or other caregivers and do things the person don't want to do. Now, unfortunately, I have gone through psychological abuse and psychological violence uh, through an old buddy of mine on the Internet. Well, I won't say old buddy of mine because now he's not a friend of mine at all. But, yes, I have gone through psychological abuse from person that is supposed to be elder. All right, so that is uh, psychological violence, a.k.a. psychological abuse. (coughs) Excuse me. All right, now we're going to talk about spiritual violence. Spiritual or religious violence occurs when someone uses a person's spiritual belief to manipulate, dominate, or control the person. Spiritual violence includes, but is not limited to, not allowing the person to follow her or his preferred spiritual or religious tradition, forcing a spiritual or religious path or practice on another person, belittling or making fun of a person's spiritual or religious tradition, beliefs, or practices, and using one's spiritual or religious position, rituals, or practices to manipulate, dominate, or control a person. Cultural violence. Cultural violence occurs when a person is harmed as a result of practices that are part of her or his culture, religion, or tradition. Cultural violence includes, but is not limited to, committing honor or other crimes against women in some parts of the world where women especially may be physically harmed, shunned, maimed or killed for, falling in love with the wrong person, seeking divorce, infidelity, committing adultery, being raped, practicing, witchcrafter, and the weirdest one, being older. Cultural violence may take place in some of the following ways. Lynching or stoning, banishment, abandonment of an older person at the hospital by family, Female, female circumcision Oh, that's disgusting Rape, marriage Sexual slavery And murder Alright, and next we've got Verbal abuse Verbal abuse occurs when someone uses language Whether it's spoken or written To cause harm to a person Verbal abuse includes But it's not limited to recur- Recalling a person's past mistakes Like that idiot friend of mine did Expressing negative expectations, expressing distrust, threatening violence against a person or his or her family members, yelling, lying, name-calling... Insulting, swearing, all things this guy did to me, withholding important information, unreasonably ordering around, talking unkindly about death to a person, and telling a person he or she is worthless, or nothing but trouble. So that is verbal abuse. Okay, now we've got financial abuse. Financial abuse occurs when someone controls a person's financial resources without the person's consent or misuses the, those resources. Financial abuse includes, but if not limited to, not allowing the person to participate in educational programs like college, forcing the person to work outside the home, refusing to let the person work outside the home or attend school, controlling a person's choice of a career, illegally or improperly using a person's money, Assets or property acts of fraud, pulling off scam against a person, taking funds from the person without permission for one's own use, and much much more is um financial abuse but that usually happens in a marriage i never i don't really hear too much about financial abuse in my area. All right, finally, you've got neglect. Neglect occurs when someone has the responsibility to provide care or assistance for you but does not. Neglect includes but is not limited to the following. Failing to meet the needs of a person who is unable to meet these needs alone. Abandonment in a public setting and not remaining with a person who needs help. Physical neglect regarding necessities of daily living, including failing to provide adequate or necessary nutrition or fluid, shelter, clean clothes and linens, social companionship, and failing to turn a bedridden person frequently to provide stiffness and bed sores, medical neglect, ignoring special dietary requirements, not providing needed medications, not calling a doctor, not reporting or taking action on a medical, medical condition, injury, or problem, and not being aware of the possible negative effects of medications, domestic violence, and, oh, excuse me, So that is um, uh, physical neglect, and that is what neglect can do. Usually neglect is um, often referred to as children neglect up here in the United States. Um, There's also adult neglect as well, so neglect is a type of abuse as well. All right, now I'll talk about domestic violence and why women might stay in a relationship. I almost I almost dropped the gun there, but I'll talk about that right now. So we're going to talk about domestic violence right now here on the Alice Curranelli Show on Ace Network's Problems in the World Today, because domestic violence is a very, very sad thing that happens a lot in the world today. But first, I have my very own personal story about domestic violence and domestic abuse that I would like to share with you. Luckily, it did not involve me or my friends. Or, excuse me, it did not involve me or my family, but rather a really close friend of mine who is no longer here with us. His name was Ralph Cruz, and I was his friend since middle school. Now, I was not really a close, close friend. Not as close friends as, say, we go over each other's house. Not that close of a friend, but I was a good friend of his. We'd go out shopping, we'd go to the fish stores, and we'd go out to eat and stuff, but never had... Never have I ever gone to his house. I had never been to his house, but we did go to the mall and stores and such. But one day we were supposed to meet our friends at the mall, and just him and I showed up, so we decided to go to a local hamburger restaurant. He said he had to tell me something, so uh, he said he had to tell me something because he knew that he can uh, trust me and that I was his good friend, so I said okay. So we went to the restaurant. And during our lunch, he broke down and told me that his father was abusing his mother, him, and his two-year-old sister. I knew then and there that he was crying out for help, but he had no one to turn to because no one believed him. He would come to school with what looked to be bruises, cuts, and stuff. And when teachers asked him how he got them, he'd say skating accidents, and he did not skate. So I knew something was up, but I minded my business. But that day at the restaurant, I was in shock at what I heard. I told him he can stay at my place in my extra bedroom, but he turned down the offer because he did not want to do that. He knew that it would be using me. But of course, I told him you're not using me. I'm getting you out of a a, a bad situation and putting you in a better situation. So I thought he'd be okay. He can handle himself because he was 17 or 18 years old at the same at, at this time. Sad to say, I only saw him a few times after that lunch. He suffered uh, mental trauma for the abuse, and a few weeks later, his father had abused his mother so bad she was in the hospital for weeks. And uh, I guess after um, that lunch, he he had been abused by his parents. Now I can remember him messaging me on social media because he could not make, he could not make a phone call because his father torn the phone off the wall during the abuse to his mother. Luckily, a neighbor called police, and the father was arrested. But the trauma that it left was too difficult for um, Ralph. Weeks later, and all traces of him were gone. No more texting, no more chats on Facebook, no more phone calls. And like I said, I'd never been to his house, and I did not know where he lived. So short story short, his mother had came out of the hospital, And found him deceased. I'm not sure what the cause of death was. But all I remember is getting a message back from his mother saying that he's no longer with us. It was very sad. The moral of my story is, if you know someone who's getting abused, do something about it. Don't put it aside like it's not your business because you can save a life. Now, I feel terrible and guilty for not doing anything. And I will always feel guilty. I have never had a good friendship like the one I had with Ralph ever since. Well... Actually, I do have a pretty good friendship right now. He's actually listening to the show today, so he's actually a very good close friend of mine now. But yeah, that is my personal story about domestic violence and domestic abuse that I thought would be interesting to uh, share with you guys tonight. Now, you can call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two 989 8142 and share some of your own personal domestic abuse stories on here if you want. Again, that's one 989 8142 and discuss and share your own personal domestic violence stories with us. So, I want to say rest in peace to my friend Ralph, and hopefully he's uh doing good up there now all right so let's talk about why women stay in domestic violence relationships it is not uncommon to hear why do women stay in abusive relationships or why don't they leave these types of questions although common have a tendency whether unintentional or not to blame victims and to suggest they enjoy or thrive on being abused If they didn't enjoy being ill-treated, they would leave, right? Obviously, if they chose to stay, they must have low self-esteem, right? No, these attitudes are common myths about the victims of domestic abuse or domestic violence. Sorry about that, folks. The fact is that reasons for staying are far more complex than a blanket statement about a victim's character or strength of will. While in some cases, women may seem to want to be beaten, for those who come from dysfunctional families, families in which they were routinely beaten and emotionally abused as children, they know no other patterns of behavior and have learned to expect frequent incidents of violence. For such women, the anxiety of waiting for the next outburst of violence is often more stressful and agonizing than the violence itself. They hate not knowing when they will next be hit, kicked, punched, burned, bitten, or stabbed, and they would rather get it over with than not know when they will next be abused, which is kind of sad. Also, it can be very dangerous for a woman to leave an abusive relationship If her abuser is economically and withholds all silly money from her, leaving could lead to additional hardships. Leaving could mean living in fear of being stalked, fear of losing custody of any minor children, losing financial support, and experiencing harassment at work. Do not underestimate the effects of domestic violence on its victims. Abused women experience isolation, shame, embarrassment, and humiliation. Women may not immediately leave an abusive relationship because they fear their abusers will become more violent, perhaps fatal, stalking them if they leave. Family and friends may not support their decision to leave. They fear becoming a single parent with little money. There are periods of calm, nutrient and love between incidents of violence. They may be unaware of sources of advocacy and support. They may be unaware of shelters and other resources that offer safety and support. Now, the reasons women stay in abusive relationships typically fall into three categories. Lack of resources. Most abused women have at least one minor child. Many abused women are not employed outside the home. Many abused women don't have property that is fully theirs. In many cases, abusers have cut off access to cash or bank accounts. Most abused women fear losing joint assets and custody of their children. Abused women fear a lower standard of living for themselves and their children. The second... um the reason a woman might stay in an abusive relationship is responses by services and authorities. Often, clear gay and social workers are trained to save the family rather than to stop violence. Police often treat incidences of domestic violence as mere disputes rather than as serious crimes in which one person is physically assaulting another. Police may try to discourage women from pressing criminal charges. Attorneys are often reluctant to prosecute cases. Justices rarely assign the maximum sentence or fine possible. Restraining orders. And peace bonds do little to prevent abusers from repeating their violent patterns of behavior. Sadly, there are two fuel shelters that keep women safe. And finally, traditional thinking. Many women don't view divorce as a viable alternative. Many abused women don't accept the notion of single parenting. They believe a bad father, or in the case of a lesbian relationship, a bad partner is better than none at all. Many women are conditioned to believe they are responsible for making the marriage or relationship work that if the relationship fails, they have failed as women. Society has often taught these women that their worth is measured by their ability to get and keep a man. Many abused women feel isolated from their families and from society. Isolation is either the result of the abuser's possessiveness or jealousy, or it may be an attempt on the part of the victim to hide signs of abuse from the outside world. Now, many victims externalize or rationalize The reasons for the abusive behavior, casting blame of circumstances such as stress, financial hardships, job stress, chemical dependency, etc. Now, the cycle of abuse may be described as tension, which may arise within a relationship and may be the result of a minor disagreement. Tension continues to build over a period of hours or days or perhaps even months. Something will trigger an abusive incident. This assault may be physical, psychological, or sexual. A period of calm follows. This is often called the honeymoon phase. The abuser may buy his or her partner gifts or lavish attention on him or her, often feeling sorry for what has happened. Over time, the above cycle changes. More small incidents will occur, tension will increase, and the cycle will begin again. Both partners want to believe incidents of abuse will not repeat themselves, but they usually do. Although abuse may often happen as a part of a cycle, some victims never experience a cycle or a pattern. Some abusive incidents happen without provocation or without a provocation, warning, or build-up, and there may be no periods of calm. Calm, calm, the abuser may show no remorse. In case of tension is always present. However, because abuse tends to follow a pattern, there are usually signs that can alert you to take action and keep yourself as safe as possible. So the actual goal is to learn how you can recognize the onset of an abusive incident. What actions in your partner have led you to abuse in the past? Think about this and take note of past behavior. Past behavior is usually a good indicator of what the future act of future actions. Take note of the types of things your partner says and in the matter in which he or she says them or acts towards you. Pay attention to specific activities such as drinking, or particular actions such as slamming doors or throwing things. Pay close attention to your own gut instincts and the internal signals such as increased fear, worry, and edginess. Be aware of any sudden changes in in your words or actions resulting from fear of what your partner may do. Now, why would people stay in abusive relationships, conflicting emotions? They may have fear. Your friend may be afraid of what will happen if they decide to leave the relationship. They believe abuse is normal. Your friend does not know what a healthy relationship looks like, perhaps from growing up in an environment where abuse was common. They might have a fear of being outed. If your friend is in a same-sex relationship and has not yet come out to everyone, their partner may threaten to reveal the secret. They might be embarrassed. It's probably hard for your friend to admit they have been abused. They probably have low self-esteem. If your friend's partner constantly puts them down and blames them for the abuse, it can be easy for your friend to believe those statements and think that the abuse is their fault. Love. Your friend may stay in an abusive relationship hoping their abuser will change. Think about it. If a person you love tells you they'll change, you'll want to believe them. Your friend may only want the violence to stop, not for the relationship to end entirely. Pressure. Social and peer pressure. If the abuser is popular, it can be hard for a person to tell their friends for fear that no one will believe them or that everyone will take the abuser's side. Then, of course, you've got cultural or religious reasons and pregnancy, parenting, distrust of adults or authority. And then, of course, you've got the puppy love, phenom, adults often don't believe that teens really experience love. So if something goes wrong in a relationship, your friend may feel like they have no adults to turn to or that no one will take them seriously. Most people distrust the police. Many teens and young adults do not feel that police can or will help them so they don't report the abuse. Language barriers, immigration status. If your friend is undocumented, they may fear that reporting the abuse will affect their immigration status. Reliance on the abusive partner, lack of money. And nowhere to go disability if your friend is physically dependent on their abusive partner they can feel that like their well-being is connected to the relationship now what can you do for someone that is in an abusive relationship well if you have friends or family members who are in health unhealthy or abusive relationships the most important thing you can do is be supportive and listen to them don't judge Understand that leaving an unhealthy and abusive relationship is never easy. Try to let your friends know they have options. Invite them and check out resources like loveandrespect.org, even if they stay in the abusive relationship. Alright, so that pretty much explains everything about domestic violence. And sadly, domestic violence happens a lot. Uh, to these poor women, or these poor men in some cases. Women even destroy men now. Um, Women actually attack a lot of men nowadays now. Usually before it was um, women getting abused, but now sometimes even men getting abused. So I know a lot of uh, domestic violence cases have been brought up here en masse. It's it's becoming quite obvious that um, domestic violence seems to be very very popular all right so now our last topic about violence is going to be how to stop violence so let's talk about how to stop violence okay folks because I want to tell you guys how to stop violence 10 things adults can do to stop violence set up a neighborhood watch or a community patrol working with police make sure your streets and homes are well lit Make sure that all the youth in the neighborhood have positive ways to spend their spare time through organized recreation, tutoring programs, part-time work, and volunteer opportunities. Build a partnership with police. Focus on solving problems instead of reacting to crises. Make it possible for neighbors to report suspicious activity or crimes without fear of retaliation. Take advantage of safety in numbers to hold rallies, marches, and other group activities to show you're determined to drive out crime and drugs. Clean up the neighborhood. Involve everyone, teens, children, senior citizens, graffiti, litter, abandoned cars, and run-down buildings. Tell criminals that you don't care about where you live or each other. Call the local public works department and ask for help in cleaning up. Ask local officials to use new ways to get criminals out of your building or neighborhood. These include enforcing anti-noise laws, housing codes, health and fire codes, anti-nuisance laws, and drug-free clauses in rental leases. Work with schools to establish drug-free zones. Work with recreation officials to do the same for parks, parks. Develop and share a phone list of local organizations that can provide counseling, job training, guidance, and other services that can help neighbors. Alright, now earlier in the show I asked why do people use guns and why do people use weapons? Well, the answer to that is because they're cowards. Should the United States ban guns? I don't think so because we should we should be able to use guns. In self-defense, if someone breaks in our house, I just think that it should be a little bit harder to get a gun. You should have to pass a test to get a gun. You should not have any mental illnesses to uh, get a gun. All right. So, wow, what a great way to start the show. I've been talking for one hour and five minutes already. Can you guys believe that? One hour and five minutes just on substance abuse and violence. That just proves to you how dangerous and how wrong in the world today substance abuse and violence really is. All right, well, I think I've earned my first commercial break of the night. How, how about you guys? All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break here. Coming up next on Problems in the World episode of the Oscar Carnelli Show here on the Ace Network, I'm going to discuss gay rights, the economy, and much more. That's right, gay rights and economy are two huge problems in the world today. I'll talk about other problems in the world that are causing a lot of tension. So let's go ahead and take our first commercial break of the night. All right, this commercial break is being sponsored by our fishkeeping friends, Akari Seals USA. School of Fish, Inc., Itch Band, Tropical Fish, North Texas Holy Rock, DMV Aquatics, and Freshwater Fish Freaks on Facebook. Enjoy the commercial break, folks. We'll be right back here on the Aquatic Footline after a word from our sponsors. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience. Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like Algae Wakers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for micro pellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish. Saki Hikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles. And Biopure the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful.
0: School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish, food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. It's your band, Tropical Fish. is proud to partner with the Aquatic Wetline Online Radio. Ichiban Tropical Fish brings to you exotic and rare tropical fish shipped straight to your door. Stingrays, dat noise, peacock bass, arowanas, and much more. If you are into rare and exotic fish, we have the fish just for you. For more information, check out our website, IchibanTropical.com, and also check us out on Monster Fish Keepers' Ichiban Tropical Fish. North Texas Holy Rock. Providing the world the finest Holy Rock, one rock, at a time. Satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're looking for a small single piece or 200 pounds to set up your first MB Una tank, North Texas Holy Rock can provide you what you need. You will not find a company that offers the same level of customer service or an owner who truly enjoys setting up your tank as if it were his own. North Texas Holy Rocks also offers all related aquarium supplies and accessories. Find us on the web at ntholyrocks.com. That's N-T-H-O-L-E-Y-R-O-C-K dot com. North Texas Holy Rock. DMV Aquatics is a proud sponsor of the Aquatic Wetline online radio show. After the show, stop by DMVAquatics.com, where we offer top-of-the-line crayfish at rock-bottom prices. We also provide information and tools to help you become a crayfish king. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, calling all you freshwater fish lovers. Are you on Facebook right now? I bet you are. Come check out the wonderful group called Freshwater Fish, which has over 2,000 Freshwater Fish for you. Whatever you see community fish, monster fish, oddball fish, or even goldfish, all Freshwater Fish keepers are welcome. Open arms. You will not find another group with such wonderful Freshwater audience. Who share their love of the honey? So type in that search bar on Facebook Freshwater Fish Week. you click join, you'll be part of this awesome Freshwater Fish Week on Facebook. So, Freshwater Fish Week, are you waiting for? Come check it out. You are now tuned back into the Alex Cardinelli Show, live with your host, Alex Cardinelli. We hope you enjoyed our nice music and commercial break and are ready for some fun discussion. What is Alex going to chat about now? Get involved with social media and tweet your thoughts on tonight's topic. Tweet to at Cardinelli one capital A in Alex and C in Cardinelli. Now let's get back to the action. Here's Alex live from the Blog Talk Radio Studio in Springfield, Massachusetts.
1: back here live on the Alex Cardinelli show on Ace Network and today I'm doing a very controversial show on the controversial problems in the world today that no one else wants to talk about but the controversial Alex is talking about them today on the show. Now before commercial break I talked about um the substance abuse and violence because Substance abuse and violence is two of the biggest problems in the world today. Now, I'm getting ready to talk about the economy, gay rights, and other problems in the world today to uh, finish our great show tonight. But before I get into our next topic of the show, I would like to remind all of my live listeners out there that you can call in and interact with the show. I love getting callers on the show because callers are awesome. I love hearing my listeners' voice. So you can call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two to share your thoughts on what you think is wrong with the world today. Share your thoughts on what you think problems are in the world today. Or you can tell a story about any violence you have experienced. Have you been in a domestic violence um relationship have you seen someone be involved in a domestic violence relationship or do you know someone that is a substance abuser call in and share a story i'd love to hear it i guess my listeners would love to hear it as well so go ahead and call in one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two, or just call in to share your thoughts on what you think is wrong with the world today. again, I love getting callers here on the ace network, and I'm pretty sure you guys are gonna love calling in so if you have time, go ahead and call in one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. And for whatever reason, if you can't call in, I'm on Twitter, so you can tweet to me at Alice cardinelli one and share your stories or share your problems or share what you think is wrong with the world today, okay? So that is uh, wonderful. So I'm going to get back into our topics for today's show, and hopefully we'll get a couple of callers here on the uh, Alice Cardinelli Show on the ACE Network. So... I'm going to talk about the economy first, and then we'll get into the gay rights. Now, I want to talk about the problems with our economy. Now, the United States is facing economic disaster on a scale few nations have ever experienced. Most people are unaware of the easily observable signs of the crisis, where it came from, and how to stop it. While we persist in our superpower mentality, we have quietly become a second-class country in many respects. We no longer produce what we need to sustain ourselves. We import much more than we export, and we are selling off our assets and taking on massive debts to sustain a standard of living we can no longer afford. Not only was this not the way we became a superpower, but it is a sure way to lose this status. The game plan of our international competitors is to render us completely dependent on foreign production, invention, and financing in losing domestic self sufficiency national security and leverage our foreign affairs has begun to suffer greatly and america's superpower status is coming into question that's right when other countries are producing foreign goods that we need they're innovating some great stuff, and they've got plenty of innovation, and they're financing stuff, and we have to buy it, they're clearly beating the United States economy. We are failing even to acknowledge predatory foreign trade practices undermining U.S. industry. For example, China's currency manipulation has cost the United States of America millions of jobs. Instead, We encourage U.S. manufacturers to design, engineer, and produce in third-world markets like Mexico and China. Okay? Um, That is how bad our economy has gotten. First, we should take direct action to reserve our out-of-control trade deficits. While our regulatory and tax systems have unnecessarily raised domestic business costs, the fundamental cause of the present crisis is three decades of extremely detrimental U.S. trade and globalization policies. Under these policies, American manufacturers cannot compete with workers in third-world countries who often make $4 an hour or less. Due to these failed policies, we have had a negative balance of trade of over $10 trillion in the last two decades. Estimates have shown that for every $1 billion in trade deficit that we have lost 9,000 jobs. With a total of over $10 trillion and growing, we have lost over $12 million. Second, we must carefully manage access to our markets. We should not naively rest on the face that other countries will hold themselves to our standards in areas such as the environment, labor, and competition policy. These standards affect the cost of production. If other countries fail to adhere to these standards, they gain an unfair cost advantage. Now, access to our markets must therefore must be therefore conditioned on a strategic or strategic analysis of our own national needs first and foremost. As things stand, we have handed our. Uh, servoing rights to our domestic markets to international bodies like the World Trade Organization and are committed to disastrous free trade agreements such as NAFTA, CAFTA, and CHORUS. We are in a dramatically different position from emerging low-wage markets. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing words. Uh, I usually don't like talking about the economy because it's so bad. Now, Our policies should carefully protect our wealth and resources rather than simply provide the lowest consumer cost regardless of the impact on our industries and our workers. By by implementing a border consumption tax as part of a competitive tax plan, we can ensure American manufacturing is protected and that our nation remains competitive with the rest of the world. Finally, dramatic new directions required. Promoting open markets and economic growth abroad will not alone rebalance America's trade accounts and domestic industrial collapse. Our industries have been so disarmed and dismantled that we now lack the knowledge, capacity, and investment capital to facilitate self-sustaining production. We must make sure to invest in our infrastructure and new technologies that make American manufacturing competitive with the rest of the world. And sometimes uh, some of our stuff that we like to buy experiences price changes. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, and it goes down. For example, food, our groceries has gone up, has gone down, has gone up, has gone down because of the economy. Another good example of this would be gas. Gas money has gone up, it's gone down, it's gone up, it's gone down because of the economy. But I guess our economy is uh, recovering. We are getting a lot better. We are definitely have a better economy than we did five years ago in 2010. So it's on the the rise, and that is definitely uh, something that is really improving now in the world today. So that's my little uh speak on the economy, because I really don't pay too much on the economy. Just give me money, and I'll still be able to buy things, and I'm happy that way, because I don't focus too much on the economy, but I know it's a big part of uh, the problems in the world today. All right, so on to our next topic, the problem with gay rights. In 2013, the Supreme Court struck down parts of the Defense of Marriage Act, which defined marriage as a union between man and woman, and declared that the federal government would recognize same-sex marriages as legal. With defense of Marriage Act struck down, the federal government began recognizing same-sex marriages and all marriage programs, benefits, and laws, such as Social Security and Health Benefits. As of July 2014, same-sex marriage is legal in 19 states, plus the District of Columbia. Push for more progress by asking friends and social influencers to publicly support lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender rights. Sign up for Love It Forward. In July of 2009, the Senate approved the Matthew Shepard Act which outlaw, outlaws hate crimes based on both sexual orientation and gender identity. The Employment Non-Discrimination Act first passed Congress in 2007 is the act that prohibits discrimination of sexual orientation in the workplace, specifically during hiring. A 2007 gay, lesbian, and straight education network study stated that social Victimization increased for all gay, lesbians, bisexual, and transgender uh, transgender students of color, racial minority statuses, who attended suburban and rural schools. Of the estimated 1.6 million... Homeless American youth approximately 20% identify as either lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender, which is higher than the general lesbians, gays, bisexuals, transgenders, youth populations with homes. Now, in 2012, President Obama made U.S. history when he told ABC News, I think same-sex couples should be able to get married. And you know what? This is something that I agree with uh, Barack Obama, because I feel if a man and a woman can get married, then a man and a man can get married, or a woman and a woman can get married, because, after all, they're still human. And I honestly don't think they're is anything wrong with that but that is again just my opinion okay now as of 2014 13 states have banned gay marriage through law constitutional amendments or both fifteen countries currently allow same-sex couples to marry including the united states and some states the netherlands South Africa, Canada, Belgium, Norway, Spain, Sweden, Portugal, Iceland, Argentina, Denmark, Uruguay, New Zealand, and France. France. They all allow um, people to be married, gay people to be married. Colorado is the only state to allow civil unions but not marriage between same-sex couples. So... What is my thoughts on gays? Do gays deserve rights? Absolutely. I think gays deserve rights as much as everyone else deserves rights. Uh, gay people are still people, after all, so they deserve the same respect that a straight man or a straight woman gets. So I don't understand why... People in this world don't really like gay people, they're still people, and they still love people, and they still have feelings, so I believe everyone should respect everyone, no matter if they're white, black, uh, straight, gay, bisexual, whatever, I think everyone deserves to be respected, and if anyone disrespects anyone, then they're just a plain asshole in uh, my opinion, because I like all people, whether you're straight or whether you're white, whether you're black, whatever you are, I respect everyone. And I I hope everyone feels the same way. But, again, there are some assholes in the world that um, hate people for just uh, the sake of hating people. So that's my uh, take on that. All right. Well, my final topic for uh, tonight's show is... Our final topic for tonight's show is the top ten problems in the world. We've talked about the major problems in the world, but I forgot to mention these ones, so let's mention these. Top ten problems in the world. Coming in at number ten is war and terrorism. War is so common in the world today, and especially in the third world countries. Many countries in the world are engulfed by war, civil war, ethnic ethnic war cold war identity wars have been the cause of ruining human civilizations first the second world wars ethnic war in Sri Lanka Vietnam War etc are some of the examples of wars that have made damages the world is still recovering from no one has forgotten 9-11 People still live in fear and terror in most of the Islamic countries. Freedom has been ditched and and murdered by terrorism all over the world. Terrorism can make it impossible to imagine any free society. Our next generation may end up growing up surrounded by um, nuclear weapons, terrorism, and human genocide. Who knows? War could be the next 2012, the end of the world, but I really don't believe that. Okay, the nice problem in the world is obesity. And this is something that I know very well, obesity. Have you watched yourself in the mirror and discovered that you don't even fit in it? Have you been lazier than you were a year ago? Do you need to try hard-fitting into your old clothes? Obese alert. You might soon be fat, not chubby, fat. There could be various reasons. Sitting in front of a television and computer all day long could be one. Other reason that plays a vital role could be fast foods. Do you dislike eating healthy homemade food? Do you jump in joy when you get to have fast foods? Instead of playing outdoors, our children today spend the whole time inside with TVs, computers, and video games. Obesity not just makes you diseased and fat, it also has effects on the social effects in a person's life, like low self-esteem, frustration, depression, etc., are all the results of obesity. It also causes diseases like high blood pressure and diabetes, or as that commercial says, Dora Brewers. So maybe we should now jump from fast foods to homemade healthy food. We should teach our children to go play outside more often. The eighth problem in the world is drinking Yes, that's right. The eighth problem in the world is drinking water. We have all been thirsty. We know what it feels like. Have you ever thought of a situation where you wanted to drink water so bad but could not find any around you? Yes, that is the problem faced by the world today. According to a recent research, 1.4 million children die each year due to a lack of enough supply of drinking water. A large part of the world's population lives without the access to clean drinking water. Women in many places in the world need to travel hours to fetch water. Deforestation, global warming, and population growth are causing to dry the water sources. If the problem of lack of access to clean drinking water is solved, many other related problems can be solved. The seventh problem in the world today is climate change. Climate change does not happen itself. We human are a major reason for it. Burning fossil fuels, greenhouse gases are a few reasons of climate change. Our mountains are melting as a result of climate change. Who knows when our world could be drowned by water as a result of melting all of the mountains. Rise in sea level and temperature could invite more diseases, which could make it difficult to live. Due to climate change, it could become harder to produce crops. Winters will become more biting, and summer will be higher temperatures. Human beings are being inhuman to nature and exploiting it to its bit, it to the bits. It is said that man is the worst enemy of the environment. It's time to re- to prove this assumption. Wrong. Number six, the sixth problem in the world today is um, what do they have down here? Oh, here it is: refugee. People are forced to flee from their nation due to many fears of persecutions. As to the N-U-N-A-C-R, the number of refugee. That is recon- recognized by stands 10.4 million. There are a number of reasons behind a man being termed as asylum seeker, refugee. The racial background, his political uh, political opinion, his religion views, and many other things forces them to seek for livelihood in another nation. In the year 1959, more than 150,000. Tibetans were forced to flee from Tibet after its con- conflict with China, and a lot of them now stay in India and Nepal with no future, as they don't ha- they don't hold any sorts of passports and nationality. Although a huge number may have been born in that particular region, meanwhile, in the year 1991, more than 100,000 Nepalese ethnic communities were forced to leave the Kingdom of Bhutan. In the year 1979, due to the invasion of Russia over Afghanistan, followed by the U.S. attack, led to more than 6 million Afghanistan people to flee Afghanistan to neighboring Pakistan and Iran. This is a huge issue faced by the world today. The fifth problem in the world today is unemployment. Do you often see young people just lurking around doing no job? Well, there are a lot of people doing that. According to ILO, there were 73 million jobless people in the world in 2013. Unemployment has been escalating since people lack skills and education. It has become more difficult to find jobs that match their skills and knowledge. There are also cases in which people choose not to work. Few countries do not allow women to, to work. Leaders seem to be more concerned about this issue but just in words. They promise to work on solving it but in vain. What we need today is skilled manpower that can take risks and start working. Unemployment is the biggest crisis faced by the world today, and that is um, very, very true. All right. Now, the fourth problem in the world today is severe income disparity. The income disparity is among the biggest issue that our world is facing. The income inequality amongst the population affects the whole economy of a nation. Basically, the population of the developing nation faces such disparity. However, the financial crisis has led in disparities in developed nations, too. With globalization, the purchasing power of the products by the middle class seems to be difficult keeping inflation in hand. The sustainable growth of the nation gets affected, and the pace of disparity increases in the longer terms. The tax system levied by the government to its citizens does have some contribution in disparity, so the progressive tax system can be the way to eliminate disparity to some extent. The third problem in the world today is poverty. Many of us are busy gobbling up food four or five times a day. Do we know what being starved feels like? We have good food to eat in our part of the world, but there are people who drink infected water to relieve their hungry. Maybe if we bring a group of rich people in the world together, shed light on poverty in front of them, then they would do something about it. Poverty has whelmed not just third world countries, but also the big country like the United States of America. Poverty doesn't exist by itself, but by the uneven distribution of wealth among the people in the world. The food... Few people waste is enough to fill the stomach of the poverty-stroke people in the world. And that is very true. So the next time you waste food, keep that in mind. People in uh, countries that are struggling don't have the food that you have. So try not to waste food because I don't like to waste food because I think of people struggling with no food. All right, the second problem in the world is population growth. If you get off to the market, you might not find what you're actually looking for, but you will certainly will find a monstrous crowd that will suck the soul out of your body. The world's natural sources are limited compared to its population. The shortage of natural resources and diversity makes increasing population even bigger issue than the world has encountered. Not only limited to the natural resources, the world faces bigger issue with unemployment, poverty, and disparities. The current world population measures the staggering 7 billion approximately, and it's growing at 1.14% a year despite all the remedies taken. The population has increased due to high growth rate in developing nations due to unavailability of protective measures and proper knowledge regarding the consequences. The increasing population is destroying nature in order to fulfill their desires which have led Another natural disaster, too, affecting even more on living beings. And finally, the number one problem in the world, which we discussed at the beginning of the show. That's right. We discussed this at the beginning of the show, and that is drug abuse. A large number of youth have proneness to drug abuse. There could be various reasons for someone to get into drug abuse. Peer pressure, family uh, family issues, or an urge to experience a different feeling or thrill, and similar things can add up as a reason for the development of this bad habit. We usually view drug addiction as a social stigma and discard those people who are plunged into it, like myself. Not just the person who does it suffers, but also the people in society related to them does. Those drug chemicals get into the brain's communication cells and disrupt the way it receives, sends, and manages information. It's really depressing to have someone you love or care for have drug addiction and drug abuse. All right, conclusion. These aren't the only problems in the world facing today. There are numerous other problems revealing the world The differences between East and West have have created a line between developed countries after and the third world countries. We actually need to work on solving these problems instantly by running several awareness campaigns and national or international level projects. We certainly need to do something about it and make the world a good place to live in. And that is everything for my topics tonight. This was an awesome show, man. I've been talking for an hour and 38 minutes straight, so this is awesome. All right, so I pretty much talked about everything I have to talk about, so hopefully we'll get some callers here on the Alice show on the Ace Network. So live listeners, you're welcome to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and discuss what you think is wrong with the world today. Discuss what you think is the problem within the world today. Or talk about um a domestic abuse case you've been involved in or talk about uh, drug abuse, talk about anything, go ahead and call in now, one we would love to hear what is wrong with the world today from our wonderful listeners, okay, folks? All right, so we're going to go ahead and take our final commercial break of the evening. Now, this commercial break is being sponsored by Cheesecakes by Design, It's being sponsored by Jambox. It's being sponsored by the Sightman Cancer Center and our other great sponsors. We're going to recap the show when we come back, and hopefully you'll have a caller
0: or two. If not, we're going to recap this awesome show. Are you looking for something creamy, moist, and decadent in your life? Do you have a sweet tooth? Well, cheesecakes are the answer for you. Cheesecake by Design offers you a wide variety of cheesecakes and some wonderful flavors. At Cheesecake by Design, you will find a flavor just for you, whatever it be, a red velvet cheesecake, a strawberry cheesecake, or a cookies and cream cheesecake. We have tons of flavors to fit your needs. We ship fresh cheesecakes all over the United States, straight to your door. So next time you're hosting a party, family get together or a cookout and you need dessert order a delicious moist creamy cheesecake from Cheesecake by Design our cheesecakes are always homemade and made with the freshest possible ingredients check out our website and call 336 525 5120 with any questions or to place an order can be expensive and time-consuming. But it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca Here at Kimcell Federal Credit Union, we offer a free mobile banking app, no ATM fees, free online banking, and free bill pay, all for your convenience. Visit us online at www.kimcel.org That's www.chemcel.org. Visit our local branch at 1901 South Highway 77 in Kingsville, Texas, or call us at 361-592-7767. Chemsel Federal Credit Union. We're here for you. Member NCUA. Discover Romanian business opportunities. Our TV show offers free information about domestic entrepreneurial environment, interviews, and more. Don't miss it. The Seidman Cancer Center is committed to improving the health of our community and has developed a program called Eight Ways to Prevent Cancer. By making these eight simple lifestyle changes, you can help reduce your risk of getting cancer, maintain a healthy weight, exercise regularly, eat a healthy diet, don't smoke, drink alcohol in moderation, protect yourself from the sun and STDs, and get regular screening tests. Take control of your health. Visit the Seidman Cancer Center exhibit for more information. Seidman Cancer Center, national leaders in cancer. Do you enjoy listening to Ace Network? Do you want to know more about Ace Network? Then join our Facebook group called Ace Network Fan Group. In this group, you could post your thoughts on today's show. You could post your thoughts on anything aquarium-related, cooking-related, sports, WWE-related, anything PG-13. So the next time you're on Facebook, search for the Ace Network Fan Group. Click Join. You can also friend Alex Cardinelli on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at AlexCardinelli1. And don't forget, our show page is blogtalk.com forward slash AlexCardNetwork. And please, enjoy our shows.
1: Okay, I'm back here live on the Alex Curtinelli Show, right here on the ACE Network, and I've got to tell you, this was a fantastic show. It was very controversial, but hey, I'm the controversial Alex, right? So, uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this show. And hopefully you guys understand where I'm coming from when I talk about problems in the world today. And I was able to share all my thoughts on what I think is wrong in the world today. So I definitely enjoyed this wonderful show. And I'll be doing more shows like this because I feel the world needs to change. And there will definitely be more shows like this when I uh, have time to talk about this show. Now, I really enjoyed this show, so hopefully you guys enjoyed this show as well. Now, before I end this show, I've got a couple of announcements that I would uh, like to make. Now, we've got some wonderful shows coming your way to finish this week. That's right. Tomorrow, Friday, April 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern, I welcome a good friend of mine back to radio. That's right. ACF-certified chef George Norell will be back on radio. The last time I had ACF-certified chef George Norell on radio is when I had the Chef Cornelli cooking show. But Chef George Norell is going to debut on the Ace Network live tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. And he's going to have his own series. That's right. Each and every Friday, Chef George Norell is going to be here on Ace Network. And tomorrow night, Chef George Norell is going to tell us how he resurrected his own restaurant and brought it back to making a lot of money when he didn't make that much money. So he'll tell us about that. Plus, He'll share some of his delicious recipes with all of us. Then Saturday, April 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern, I'm debuting a brand new series here on the Ace Network. And this is my Saturday Night Live series with my co-host, Slashmaster1989jeff. And Jeff and I are going to have a fun series for you. We've got great segments planned for you, like Idiot of the Week, like Print Caller of the Week. We've also, we're also going to have a segment called Asshole of the Week, and we're going to have Jokes of the Week, then we're going to do movie triv, movie trivia time and much more. So our Saturday Night Live is going to be awesome. And that airs this Saturday, April 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on the Ace Network. And finally, our last show this week is going to be Saturday, April 12th or excuse me, Sunday, April 12th, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern. And Cooking with Alice Cardinelli will debut on the Ace Network this Sunday, April 12th, at 9 p.m. Eastern. And our first Cooking with Alice Cardinelli show, I'm going to talk about red velvet cake. I'm going to tell you guys how to make a delicious red velvet cake. Plus, I'll talk about the history of red velvet cake and share some of my delicious, Red velvet cake recipes with you guys. So, definitely, if you guys love red velvet cake like I do, you want to check out the Cooking with Alice Cornelli show this Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, well, that's going to do it for us today on the Alice Cornelli show, right here live on the YACE Network. I want to thank you all for listening to this show. I really hope you guys enjoyed the show and had fun. Believe it or not, I had fun, so I hope you guys had fun listening to this show. Now, if you could please share today's show with your friends, share it on their wall on Twitter, share it on their wall on Facebook, or share it on their Google Plus account, that way we can get some more listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please share today's show on your Facebook, your Twitter, or your Google+, Plus by copying and pasting today's show URL. Today's episode of the Alice Croninelli Show is brought to you by Cheesecakes by Design, who offers some delicious cheesecakes, and they have cheesecakes at great prices, and they have all kinds of flavors of cheesecake. For example, I'm having a delicious strawberry cheesecake right after the show, so definitely head on over to Cheesecakes by Design and check out their great cheesecake flavors. They ship fresh cheesecakes right to your door. So if you love cheesecakes, you might want to check out Cheesecakes by Design because they've got the cheesecake just for you. Uh, with that being said, I want to wish you guys a great night. Thank you for tuning in to the Oscar Nellie Show on The Ace Network. Don't forget to check out cheesecakesbydesign.com for your cheesecake needs. Um, the controversial Alice Cardinelli, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode of The Ace Network right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can find our future shows at blogtalkradio. dot com forward slash Alice Card Network. With that being said, have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll see you next time here on the Ace Network, the Alice Cardinelli Show, and the controversial Alice Cardinelli now signing off. Thank you for listening to the Alice Cardinelli Show here on Ace Network. Alex hopes you enjoyed the show. Please check us out every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern for our weekly talk show that will cover anything and everything. Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Chef George Hour. Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern for our fun Saturday Night Live. And every other Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern for Cooking with Alex Cardinelli, where you'll get tasty and delicious recipes. Share today's show on your Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus account by copying and pasting our show URL to your account so that your friends can listen to our awesome talk show. Have a great night. Alex Cardinelli's show on Ace. It's now off the air and show. This podcast belongs to the Ace Network, Alice Cardinelli Entertainment Network. It may not be reused, redistributed without permission from Alice Cardinelli himself. This podcast was recorded live from the Springfield Massachusetts studio and Ace Network.